On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. For everybody not in North Texas or East Texas, we are doing this podcast from Noah's Ark since it's raining so much. We're in a boat uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. and trying to stay above water here because in North and East Texas, it has rained for a week and a half straight. But we got the whole crew in studio on this Noah's Ark. Jenny, Zach, and Matt, what's up? We're the chosen animals. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> we're hey, the chosen hey. animals for the Ark. Well, I never thought I would make the cut. It's, be- it's because we're one of a kind. That's yeah. what it is. Um, I am extra caffeinated today on account of Brighton having a bad dream last night and insisting that it be mommy that come and sleep with her in bed at Ooh. 4 a.m. All right. So what here was we the, are. Uh, what was the dream? Oh, my gosh. It was actually, I could tell by the way she was describing it that it was actually a dream because she's smart enough to know that if she says she had a bad dream, then we go in there and then you can tell it wasn't actually a bad dream. She yeah. just like is lonely wants and wants to someone play. to hang out with her, wants to play. But she said she was in a store with her, um, with me and her friend Giovanna, who actually just moved away. Oh. I know. And that... She, they lost track with the moms and the, the girls got lost. She and Giovanna were lost in the storage. She said, we were running and running and running and couldn't find you. And we couldn't find you. We were yelling, mommy, mommy, mommy in the store. And it like completely broke my heart. Because <laughs> yeah. I think she's a little bit sad. You know, she's turning four and I think she's starting to understand the fact that her friend's leaving and it's one of her earliest friends. So, um, so anyway, we're caffeinated and motivated trying today. to remember like when I can remember having real traumatic nightmares like yeah. that. I can remember having one from when I was like, six or seven about like a giant bee that was chasing me and i've been afraid of bees it's crazy since, you can you know? remember that oh, yeah. there's no way i could remember i have that. a recurring dream that i used to have every night for years hmm. and it was it was the in life version of where the wild things are the children's book where the wild things are yeah. does anybody know that book yeah, yeah. okay so i was in the book and i'm running through the forest and i run 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 somebody please interpret this for me if you know anything about <laughs> it and i get and i see a light at the end of the forest at the end of this tunnel and there's a ladder and you have to climb up the ladder and the monsters are chasing me and i get to the ladder and i get to the you know top of the ladder right before the they get my leg the monsters get my leg i wake up every time Wow. For, for for years. Wow. It was terrible. <laughs> anyway. Well, we're gonna if for all the you listening that maybe are, you know, listen to a lot of the sit downs, this is gonna be our traditional second shot. We got it all started. Two different headlines. We're gonna take a second shot on and give you a different take, a different uh look and a second shot on it and um hopefully bring a little bit of the old school back up on in, right? We're yes. gonna, we try to do at least one of the one of the old schools once a month or so. It's yes. true. Yeah. And Zach slings the headlines. I got it. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> dreams, guys, uh some people dream of new jobs. And it turns out when you get a new job, there may be some red flags to watch out for in interviews. But BuzzFeed recently put out an article highlighting some green flags, things you want to look for in interviews. Oh. Maybe things you want to ask the interviewee and say, Hey, what are some things here that are good work? 
work culture that people should want to see. So here's 10 things you would want to see at a new job to uh, tell you if maybe it's worth sticking around or finding something different. Number one, low turnover rate. Employees stick around, it shows employee satisfaction. Number two, if you visit the office and you see employees talking or laughing on the regular, it's a big plus. <laughs> Number three, if the position is open because the person who was previously holding the position was promoted and not terminated. That's an important one. They hire, they, they, they move people up, hire from within. <laughs> Number four, when the interviewer tells you the uh, opportunities for advancement and raises, uh, just, they just tell you right up, here's what you can expect, here's what you can see, they're open, they're honest, that's important. Number five, if nobody's wearing a suit or a dress shirt, implying a casual mm -hmm. vibe. I feel like some businesses may go the other way on this, but I could see why in modern culture people would want that. Number six, a friendly receptionist, somebody who's excited to see you every morning. Number seven, seeing employees take breaks, that's a good one. Number eight, being told it's okay to make mistakes. Um, that's a really good one. Number nine, the interview process includes a test or exercise to check your abilities. Really want to get everybody's opinion on that. And number 10, if the interviewer tells you the worst part of the job up front, that seems like somewhere you want to stick around. 10 points. I say we cherry pick our favorites here, talk about what works and what doesn't. What do you guys think? Oh, I love this list so much. Yeah, me too. I really am enjoying the, the, the idea of this. And if I were to pick a favorite, to your point, interviewer tells you the worst part of the job that the number 10 is actually my favorite because I think when you know the expectations and you know what's going to be bad you can it's almost like an easier pill to swallow as opposed to being surprised by it yeah. like for example if they tell you look this is a solid 40 hour a week job no more no less and you're like okay cool I mean I, I can work 40 hours a week and you go in and they're asking you to say an extra 30 minutes every day, you're really ticked off. Yeah. Whereas if they would have told you, you know what, we, here, around here, we we do work through lunch, it ends up being, you know, 45 hours a week, yeah. whatever, then you're like, okay, I knew to expect it. So I, I, I think that one's really good. Yeah, I think communication is important with all of these. You gotta be open and honest with people. You gotta tell people what's what. And being able to tell people your faults just as well as your strength, I think I think is a big show yeah, of good. That's what, what I would babe? say. That's what I would say on that too. Like to yeah, me, like, the, that that number ten is bigger part of just them being honest. Like you they're not they're they're gonna be honest. They're being honest about their culture and stuff. A couple things is that Low turnover rate. I mean, you can ask them, but they don't have to tell you the truth. Um, seeing employees <laughs> laughing. Or, I mean, but then the... The, uh, um, uh, the flip side is like, but are they working? <laughs> right. Yeah, well, and then taking breaks. How do you know people are taking breaks? That's crazy. But I will well, say... Well, have the you friendly, ever, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Have you, you ever entered in a TV do an station? But if you walk into an interview, how can you see if people are taking breaks? Because if the break room, people are like, oh, I didn't know we had a break room. Like, that's... <laughs> like, every TV station, people are like... Oh, there's a break room? Like when they're giving the tour, they're like, oh, we're allowed to use that? Yeah. I, I, the other thing for me is that a friendly receptionist is key. Totally. Having a, in, when you walk in the door, being greeted by huge. a friendly, upbeat person is huge. Now, I completely huge. disagree with uh, wearing a suit or dress shirt, you know, that type of thing. Because I think it depends on the environment. That doesn't – I wouldn't yeah. – again, I'm a different millennial because um, I, I'm fine being casual. I, don't, I wouldn't I'm, – I'm cool with that. Too, but I also don't think that would be a turnoff if you're not. But I mean, I think right now, uh, when we talk about this as a whole, kind of my second shot on it as a whole versus them all just kind of individually mm -hmm. is that yeah, you know, the, the workers are the ones that are holding the the keys, um, the labor force, yes, okay? yeah. And so, I think it's vital that you do inquire and you ask in the interview after you get done doing your part you just ask them can i ask some questions as well you mm -hmm. don't just assume you can but you ask those and 
and spend more time, especially if you're making a, a, a change from maybe a pretty good situation and it's this is a potential better one. Yeah. You better make sure that grass is truly greener on the other side. If you gotta come back for another interview or maybe ask to have lunch with them to get to know them or something, you need to because if you're in a situation that you you know, like look, you know, it's not that bad, you like it. You know, the grass isn't always greener, so do your due diligence. I mean, walking, I mean, I think the, the importance of a satisfaction in your career and stuff is that it's what you're looking for also. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. being able to ask those questions, I think, is key. I so, totally, uh, go ahead, Matt. I was going to say, so one thing, and this this may be from the other side of the coin, um, uh, one thing that I enjoyed about, we just brought on a few new people here, and I got to be, I'm not part of management, but I got to be part of the interview process and talk to them about, like, here are some of the things that I see every day that like some of the folks that you may have been talking to maybe don't see, or like, mm. here are the, here are the things that I think would be useful. And I get to have like, just a Frank, it wasn't like a, here's all the bad stuff that's going yeah, yeah. on, but it's, it's more like, like, here's, here's the stuff that you need to know, or here are the, some of the qualities sure. that, that you need to have. And I think it resulted in getting folks that were better equipped to know what they were getting into yeah. by just the kind of questions that I was asking them and the kind of questions that I had them ask me um, so I think getting an opportunity or having some sort of mechanism with which to talk to the actual employees that are that are there would be nice. And I know that's not necessarily I, a common thing, but I think that's a, that's a great thing. It's a great thing to ask. What yeah. you just brought up is key. I think that's actually a, probably one of the biggest green flags of a nut job is if they do bring in the employees a part of the process to, to interview you. Because mm -hmm. what, what that does, because I do it, I do that all the time. I mean, with anybody I hire, I have, there's different other people that I get their input that work there and and everything else because yeah. to me that tells you that they really care about the culture you know because they're they're not so egotistical that they think i'm boss i make all decisions they want you to meet with other employees in it and see if you all vibe because the culture matters to them yeah and it says a lot about how an employee's time is used at the company it's not just like hey get out on the conveyor belt you do your thing from nine to five don't talk to us it's hey right. come join us in the conference room come be a part of this conversation help us find somebody who will help you and grow this team together right i think that's important when i was thinking about second shot i was thinking about kind of like what heath said with regard to you're actually interviewing the place of business but that works with so many other things too you guys there's um i think sometimes a sense of scarcity like you call a certain doctor and you think oh gosh could they get me in and you don't don't even think to ask you know is this your expertise do you do this yeah. you know you're just like oh i'm so thankful to get in or same thing with a school or any like anything that you're paying money for or mm. you're dedicating your time for your time is your resource just like going into your job we're the ones <laughs> that should be kind of interviewing them too and i think back on how many times i've gone to i keep thinking of the doctor example where it's just like you get in and you go and you just like go for the appointment but there was never a process of me saying, you know, here's what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm looking for. Tell me, is this in, within your scope of practice and your expertise? And yeah. do you like dealing with this? That's, that's so genius. I didn't even think about that, but that's so spot on. That's an absolute Thanks, perfect babe. way to look at it because how many times that we are trying to find anything in life from we're trying to get the perfect car, we're trying to get, like you said, the perfect doctor or this or that. And then, and we keep getting told that, um, no or or don't have an in and then as soon as we get the opportunity we get in it when what it's, it's worth it to keep looking than it is to make the decision mm -hmm. and be impatient and say i'm just going to go for it without double checking asking the right questions taking the time i'm king of <laughs> the non-patience and just doing it and, yeah. and and so this is me preaching to myself but 
I think that those green flags are something we always have to take a time to slow down and ask yeah. them no matter what is going on. Um, and I think that if you were in charge of a, a company that maybe some of these green flags, like having them talk to employees and, and how your receptionist is and, and some of these things that maybe you need to make sure you're bringing in your hiring practice to attract mm-hmm. the right people. And if you're going in looking for jobs, you need to take the time to be able to ask some of those questions. Make sure it's going to be a good fit for you. We'll be back in a minute on a second segment of Second Shot. Hey, it's Zach. I'm in my apartment recording this audio so Matt can sneak it into the show before Jenny and Heath hear it. I know they always do the sponsor reads, but guys, I had to get in here so I could tell you about Energy Ogre. They've been a longtime supporter of the show, and this summer, Christine and I finally signed up to see if they're really as good as Heath and Jenny say, and guys, Energy Ogre is totally legit. It's crazy. Check this out. You sign up for Energy Ogre for just $10 a month. You send them your most recent power bill, and the team at Energy Ogre will run the numbers to find out how you can save more money on your bill by switching to a different provider. Then, they'll switch you over to that provider for you, and you'll immediately start saving money that you would have been spending on whatever company was ripping you off in the first place. Christine and I switched over this summer, and I've been kicking myself for not signing up earlier ever since. We saved so much off our power bill that we paid for Energy Ogre's service fee, and now we got a little extra scratch for date night. If you live in Texas, if you're in a house or an apartment, whatever, go to energyogre.com right now and put in the promo code Second Shot, and you can get your first month totally free. Support Energy Ogre, support Second Shot, and support your savings by switching to Energy Ogre. Coming into this second segment here is probably one of the headlines I'm the most excited about because <laughs> I laughed out loud whenever you sent the email with this one. This one was just just epically funny. I feel, I feel like I might have more questions than answers at the end yeah. of this, but <laughs> let's jump into it. Uh, allow me to regale you with the tale of Lee Bowman from Sioux City, Iowa. Lee Bowman is a 53-year-old man who recently asked his neighbors to mow his lawn for him. It's not really clear if they agreed to it. It's not really clear what the terms of this of this uh, agreement was, but apparently he just said, hey, can you mow my lawn for me? It seemed like they were into it. After a couple of days, nothing doing. Lawn still wasn't mowed. Lee was frustrated, so he went over there to say something, and uh, he stormed off and ended up stealing the registration sticker off their car. I guess it was a convertible. I'm not sure how he got in. But later, he decided that wasn't enough of an action to get people, uh, get his neighbors moving. So he grabbed a bunch of sticks and plywood, and he dumped it next to one corner of their house and set the whole thing on fire, including their house. Uh, officials showed up. He played dumb and acted like he didn't do it, but then later you know, admitted that it was what it was when they found fuel for the fire. Uh, and eventually, cop to actually adding lawnmower gas to the fire. We don't know if it was his lawnmower or his neighbor's lawnmower yet, but he's been charged with arson. Why did Lee Bowman light his neighbor's house on fire? Uh, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, because there's nothing more petty than two neighbors that are fighting over their lawns. <laughs> so it is, it is the biggest uh, fight that you'll ever see between two it's people. That I just see that along. really old Gosh. grumpy man mm-hmm. that oh, well, walks out and tells a kid, hey, you just mow my lawn too, and then just really pissed off when they just didn't do it or mm-hmm. something. Did you yeah. see his headshot? That's exactly who you just oh, described, by the way. There's Lee. Oh, yeah, oh, that's absolutely. Lee Bowman. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not sure that, well. like, if yeah. It, yeah. It, it doesn't specify that, like, that he, like, pays these people to mow the yard or anything. It's just like he just told them to mow it. one of them, too. Maybe they've done it in the past randomly or something. I love the lack of details. Like, it just adds mystique to the whole thing. Yeah. yeah well, no. Why did they agree? Did they ever agree? Were they even privy to this whole thing? And, like, using their own lawnmower gas to set their own house on fire is epic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, can, can you imagine them realizing their house on fire and realize what happened and go, what kind of twilight zone are we in? Are we literally... 
just didn't mow the guy's lawn and he set our house on fire. Yeah. I mean, you know you live next to a crazy neighbor when they're ripping off your registration sticker. Lighting your house on fire is a whole other piece. Ripping off the registration sticker. Too. Just that. Yeah. I mean, this dude was losing. An annoyance. He was yeah. losing his stuff. Yeah. He was a really rough he was day. Losing now, it. I know exactly what your second shot is because it is mine too. And when it popped in my head, I said, I guarantee you this is Jenny's okay, second shot. Okay, you go first and I'll tell you if you're right. It is all about proper expectations and what you expect and don't expect and how it can make the difference. It, oh yeah, that and then also communication, which, by the way, you guys, Heath has, this is breaking news since oh. the last time, Heath has recently oh. learned about feelings. Yeah. It's oh. a new, oh it's a yeah, new yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> he actually acknowledged one of my feelings last night yeah. for the first time yeah. <laughs> since we met. It's I don't amazing. do feelings well. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, thinking, I was thinking about this and it's true. It's the unmet expectations like, like Lee, wait, Lee, right? Lee, Lee, yeah, Lee, yeah. So Lee had the expectation that this was going to happen. He, he, and he, and then he never clearly communicated. So what happens when so, there's a problem? And so for Lee, it's festering on day one, festering on day two, day three. He sees the neighbor like si sipping on a cup of tea and completely loses it because he's like, if you have time to sip on this tea, then you have time to mow my lawn like you said you would. But neighbor didn't know the expectation was you know you would do it within 24 hours or with two days or with three days. Right. And instead of Lee going over to the neighbor and doing the hard thing which is talk hi neighbor uh i thought you were gonna mow my lawn and talk he he holds on to it and never expresses it this is what happens when we don't actually communicate and speak to each other and assume that the other person mm -hmm. knows how we feel Well, and it goes back it's it, it, the expectation thing i think is so huge in all parts of your life what i watch happening with different leaders and look this is what i'm saying leaders leadership inside your own family yeah leadership in work or any all of the above right a lot of the problem that i see is that if you don't handle a, uh, a situation because you don't want to give that clear expectation because it's a little uncomfortable, mm -hmm. what, what that does, that builds into something that ends up being a massive, massive blow up yeah. because you didn't set it clearly because you were kind of nervous about it. Um, and then you fester on it and you set your neighbor's house on fire, right? Like. That's what, but that's what kind of happens with a lot of things. You you don't set the clear expectations with your spouse, mm -hmm. with your whatever. Like uh, one of the things Jenny and I did in the very beginning of being married is that a lot of the different things that you know, sometimes you just randomly end up. Oh, I'll do the dishes more, and or I'll take the trash out more, or, or you do the shopping more. All these things, right? We actually sat down and talked about it and called each other VP of each of those things. Yeah. To where yeah. it wasn't that like. You never had a conversation that you always clean the dishes if they cook, but but like you end up you never have that conversation. You clean the dishes and then they don't and, clean and up. then and then they never clean up and you start harboring feelings toward yep. it, right? Mm -hmm. And it builds. And because the other person's going, well, you just always do it, so I didn't think, right? So having that just the clear talk of let's define them, what 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 can be fluid, what cannot, makes a massive difference. I mean that expectation set. So like if the neighbor would have said. Hey, I'll get it done over the next week for you. Yeah. And that was set. Then he wouldn't have blew his gasket. Yeah. It's yeah. like the guy who's doing our uh, wallpaper. We didn't set expectations with him because we thought he would do the wallpaper within a month of agreeing to it. <laughs> You're having somebody... And now we're like, what is going on with our wallpaper guy? <laughs> I got to see this wallpaper pattern. Is it cool? I mean... The wallpaper turned out so good, you oh, guys. We don't I'll never even do wallpaper care. Again. We don't even care that <laughs> it's taking a month. To it was great. Look you can't even find people to do it, but I'll go off tangent, so we'll just stay on this anyway, one. But sorry. Anyways. No, I think communication is definitely important. And I look at a situation like this, I see all the struggle, right? Going over and talking to the neighbors and asking them, waiting two days and letting it fester, ripping off the registration sticker, <laughs> hauling the plywood over, siphoning the gas out of the lawnmower. All I can think is, couldn't you
Can you just mow your own lawn? Imagine how much you... I mean, I know they grow them big in I Iowa. Yeah. They got big lawns in Iowa. Right? I'm sure it was an undertaking. But come on. Like, it would have been way easier to just do it yourself. Or maybe, I don't know, figure out a way to agree for them to do it where they amicably agree to it. I mean, what, what was the deal? Was he supposed to pay in advance? We don't know. We don't know <laughs> the details. I don't even know if he was paying anything. Oh, my gosh. That I do know that he's out on $20,000 bond. <sighs> So that had to neighbor, that neighbor better watch out. Yeah, yeah. how would you like to be? Yeah, sitting at home and waiting for him to come back. Yeah. <laughs> back from oh jail. gosh. But yeah, I mean, I think going back to the communication thing, this is a, this is an, an extreme example, but I think it is a a good example of what happens when like one party has feelings that are not being uh, communicated to the other party, right? Yeah. And so to that to that neighbor, it's like maybe they had a conversation about mowing the lawn, and then a week later, his house is burning down, and he doesn't. They don't see the things in between, and I can't count the number of arguments um, mm -hmm. that I've gotten into in my in my home, and uh, like with me as the person that has messed up, or or vice versa, where one side of the uh, the equation had uh, either uh, maybe not communicated as clearly, or maybe thought they did, but it didn't come across, and they were counting the days, or they were counting all the things that were happening between when they said to do the dishes or whatever. Whereas the other person on the, on the other side all of a sudden just has someone blowing up in their face because the dishes aren't done. And you're like, yeah, I, I had no idea this was a problem. This was even a problem. So, yeah, it's a, an extreme example, but a good example of like what can happen if you don't. When things start to become a little bit of an issue, go to that other person and say, well, hey, I'm noticing this. What's up? We, we do it all the time with work and work and everything. And, yeah. and, and it ends up to being things that you think you're arguing about something that's not the real issue because it was the one little thing. But it, it is like... I, I'm, I'm, we're saying this and you that are listening right now know that you have this struggle and stuff and you have heard this before and know it but I'm telling you I'm challenging you right now to actually make that change because you cannot like I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer that I always go back when people come to me with um, issues with somebody and I'll bring up to, have you talked to them about it all well you know they won't listen or they want this and that I always kind of tell them look it's your fault until you address it because you can't hold somebody accountable for something that you've never really laid out the expectation for and then expect them to read your mind and just do it like i hate when you say that i know but you got you've got to sit down and have the whole <laughs> right and you, you have to sit down and lay it out because you you're and then if they don't comply you have a legit reason to have issues but you at least have told them if you've never told them that this thing that bothers you or doesn't um, what happens is is it gets in the heat of the battle and y'all blow up and then it makes you look like an idiot. Yeah, and you can't mistake ignorance for malice. Matt told me that like four years ago and it's still stuck in my head because it's so applicable. Yeah. Like you can never assume somebody is being a bad person when they probably just don't know any better. Like odds are they just don't know. Not at all. True mm. that. True now, that. Got something coming up on the third segment uh -oh, here. Ooh. This hot out. debate. And I can't wait to get everybody's take on this this question that is a Hot in the Oaks household, uh, oh, a big is. disagreement between us two, which she's crazy for having this I'm disagreement. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I already oh see where gosh. this is going. We'll be back in a minute even. on the third segment of Second Shot. <laughs> okay, quick break to tell you guys about this closet situation. I told you we've been working with Closets by Design to figure out the laundry room area. This was an area that I tried to kind of piece together some, I mean, <laughs> I tried to find like you know, a handyman, handy woman, handy lady, somebody to construct something for us, was not able to find it. I ordered some stuff online. It was a total disaster. We ended up working with Closets by Design and I cannot tell you how good this laundry room turned out. I'm getting ready to put a video up on my Instagram page, but if you're looking for somebody to help you with a closet for just really any part of your house, your laundry room, your regular closet, someplace uh, in the kitchen or the entryway, 
hit up Gia at Closets by Design. She maximized this space like you would not believe. I never thought I would <laughs> be excited about a laundry room, but you can hear the excitement in my voice. It was just such a good experience. They came and did it in one afternoon. It looks like it was built into the house. That was the other thing that kept happening when I tried to like order these random things online is it just looked very disjointed. So it looks like it was built with the original design and now we have spaces for everything. Gia, I am obsessed obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. So the website is dallas.closetsbydesign.com. You will not regret it. All right, before we get into this really hot topic question, I'm going to shame everybody because a lot of you listening, we have still a lot of people listening and the reviews have not gone up. So stop what you're doing right now. Leave a review because you're still listening. It means you like it. Go leave a review right now. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you're listening to, your Apple iTunes, wherever it is you hear, there's a way to leave a review. Do so for Real us, quick. please and thank you. There's yep. a ton of you out there. I see the numbers. Folks. Yes. There's, there's a ton, of you, a ton of you out there, but you have to scroll down until you see yes. the little thing where you can click the stars. And click the five stars. You open it in the podcast app, scroll down to where it says ratings and reviews, click it, and it'll be like, leave a rating and review. Boom, you're on your way. It's Super easy. It's just a matter of scrolling down. Anyway, I'll let you to... ask the question. Oh, uh, well, no, I want you. No. Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> Who's going to stage this for us? Sure, I will. Okay, so here's the question for everybody. Oh, and you can want to know what? Everybody, huh. y'all can leave your answers of what you think on this debate oh, in yes. a review that you leave. Leave it in a review and tell them, tell them how Jenny's right. Oh my gosh. So here's Don't the question, Don't ask the question you guys. in a way that gives away your opinion. I'm just... Is it... Pro no, I mean, that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to <laughs> figure to out. Objective. Is like how to actually be objective with yeah. this because I'm so correct. Well, they're going to know your view anyway. So I know. Just I'm going to tell them. Is it better when you are working for somebody for you to have unlimited vacation days? You can take as many days as you want or is it better to set expectations and have an exact number of vacation days you know you can take so that you can maximize them, take all those days, and move on with your life? And go. Oh, man. I, I, I got to hear some opinions on okay, this first. I will yeah. tell you my yeah. opinion. Well, well go, well, he, Zach and Matt, go, what's yours? I, no, Matt first. I got to think on Matt, it for a minute. Okay. Uh, well, just what do you prefer? Gosh, the, uh, the, the vacation thing. Um, I... I, I suppose it all comes down to your individual vacation policy, whether or not you get paid yeah, but out. What's no, but yours? Just tell us yours. If, if you're going to run a business or, or, or you I would to probably, work for somebody. I would probably have set vacation days. I would probably tell us why. Uh, have that. Because um, um, I like being, I like for things to be predictable. Um, so I, I, I like if I, if I try to envision myself as running a business, I like to, to know um, okay, here's the number of vacation days you have. You can either plan out at the beginning of the year or you can, you know, figure it out as you go. Um, but you're not going to necessarily surprise me with like, um, a vacation that I know that, you know, maybe you've been off, uh, for a certain amount of time and you're going to surprise me with another few days of vacation. Um, I understand this probably all comes down to, uh, setting expectations and personal responsibility and things like that. You know, don't take advantage of your workplace, but I do like the idea of that be that little extra, buffer of saying you've got this much vacation use it if you want and 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 that's that's what that's what we're dealing with what so about your set parameters all right so i'm gonna hit you with the the young young entrepreneur take that i don't think is accurate and people will tell me is, is dumb and wrong i'm gonna go extend it's mandatory it's 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 strict vacation time i'm gonna say three weeks vacation mandatory you have to take it you can't save your days you can't not use your days i think vacation is 
really, really important. And I think a lot of people yeah. end up not using it. And it's like, you get to the end of the year, ah, everybody's taking off during Christmas. I'm just not going to go, whatever. And it's like, I think vacation's actually important, but I would still go a set number of days. I wouldn't go unlimited. So I'm basically the only person on my side. You're yeah. on unlimited? <laughs> because, Heath is, because Heath has never worked for somebody where you have... The, go ahead, babe. I just I'm can't so imagine. I, I, can, no, I, I cannot imagine me having a like. I can't imagine like t get uh, hiring people and saying, "Good, guess what? I trust you." Yeah. And guess what? I'm gonna let you, as a grown up, make decisions on what is best for you. No, I'm not yeah. gonna dictate. Uh -huh. I'm not gonna dictate when you can and cannot. What I'm gonna tell you to do is get your job done. We will have a very clear expectations of what your job is to do. I'm not going to tell you what to, time to get up and get here, and I'm not going to tell you what time to leave, and I'm not going to tell you how many vacation days you can do. Yeah. What I'm going to tell you is when you take vacation, make sure your job is covered. Get somebody to, to catch up, do do your stuff, get it handled, all those things. Because guess what? You're grown up, and I'm not going to be the one dictating your entire life. Get your job done. If you do your job, do it well. I don't care how many vacation days you take. I, I would never want somebody – I hate the fact of saying – I can only take this. No, do do your job and everything else is up to you. Jenny is Heath squirming in her seat over here. Heath has never done... <laughs> Chewing it. Heath has never done mic. a group project where it's been 50-50, yet he does 90% of the work because the other person has unlimited vacation days. This is but see, such a problem. No, no, no. Let me finish. I let you finish. <laughs> she did this let you finish. This is such That's a problem. And here's why. Because the people who are trying to be people, you're making them guess how many days you think are appropriate that we talk you talk about unmet expectations that's an unmet expectation because i might be super efficient and i'm like you know what i'm actually can do all of my work in four days a week so i'm going to take off every single friday and i'm just going to and guess what happens the other employees who are not as efficient start resenting me you start wondering huh you know what jenny was is doing pretty well but i wonder if she could do better i wonder if it's because she's taking every friday off and so there's this unmet expectation i'm like i'm doing my work but but because you never said this is my gift to you, then I'm taking that off. The, uh, on, the, on the opposite coin, again, unmet, unmet expectations, say I'm trying to get a promotion. I'm really trying to impress you. I'm really trying to impress my boss. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be a workhorse and I'm going to go, 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 go. And I'm not going to take a day off all year long. Well, then I'm mentally drained. I'm exhausted. And then if that's not a value to you, like you don't see that that work ethic as, as, as being a high value, and I don't really know because you've never set your expectations with regard to how many days somebody should take off, then that was all for nothing and I still may not get the promotion. You know what this says though, morning thing? That the fact of- Is that I need a vacation that, day? That, no. <laughs> that, 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 you know what, no, that y'all have never really worked for a great leadership culture because there, that can you can have all those feelings if it's a really poor leadership, which is this, they say that, so that they can whiplash everybody versus being in a situation that you don't get judged for taking your days off. Yeah. And you are told when you are meeting and not meeting expectations. See, leadership is holding people accountable. And if I'm holding you accountable and I'm telling you when you're lacking or not lacking, then you don't have all those questions. And if you're in that culture where every time somebody does take off, like when I was selling cars, we supposedly had got to take, we had Sundays off because it was closed and we yeah. got to choose a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay? But nobody would take it off because you want to sell more cars. Well, because the culture was you were looked down upon if you did. Right. Exactly. So that, but that's the difference of if it's great leadership that we'll that, that is not frowned. <laughs> if that's not frowned upon. Just kidding. We love your bad then, boss here at the studio. Then, <laughs> then it can be um, that situation I, because I, I don't want anybody to tell it's me. It's very progressive for sure. No, yeah. babe. But, but here's, okay, here's, here's where I can kind of understand it. 
I can kind of understand it if if you have like a hundred percent commission sales force and they're kind of just they, what they do impacts only them. However, if you have somebody who really they're they're making like an hourly wage or somebody who's working as the receptionist who you actually need to be there every day or things go weird. Like if all of a sudden your your receptionist who's supposed to be there greeting people five days a week is taking off every Wednesday because she's like I'm getting my work done, but it's like no, actually people aren't being greeted. Then other employees but resent him the or job her. Done. If her job well, is so to then greet what people, a joke. give her two weeks vacation and have somebody come fill in for her. She can take him off if she wants. Heath, you have unlimited vacation. How many how many days off do you take? I mean, oh, he d he's not going to my class reunion. Well, he's not going no. to my oh twenty my gosh, year reunion because he's got to work. Yeah. So, right, but so, if, if yeah, it had I'm, been I'm, like, well, he has to take him. Well, then maybe I could convince him to come with you me. You probably don't take more than two or three weeks, right? I mean, I'm sure. Uh, I don't take that. Yeah. Yeah, but, say, my income, but my income is is relied on on it, so it's not. That's true. It's not a. It's like, and that's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we we, we yeah. get the the daddy leave that, that right. I could have this, but my income will take a massive hit on that. Right. So if it's you, like it's it, it's different. Yeah. So it's not as generous as it seems when somebody gives unlimited vacation. Yeah. Now I'm a fan of let the people be responsible, have great leadership and culture that doesn't judge for it, and get let them I, take autonomy. We all I like think, great leadership. I, sure. I think less. I, to me, I look at it a little bit more from the employee to employee standpoint, like less versus like if I took. A bunch of days off like here uh, here for instance i have set vacation days but if I, if something were to happen where like i had a problem yesterday where like the smoke alarms were going off at my house and all the dogs were going crazy because the batteries were low and megan didn't have any batteries so i had to leave here go and get batteries and go change all the, go change the smoke alarms um i didn't have any i didn't have <laughs> any problem i didn't have any problem going to the folks here and saying hey i gotta run home for like an hour take care of this i'll be back they were cool with that we still do have set vacation days and i think what's what's nice about that is like having that ability to be like, if there's if something comes up, I can go and take care of it. But I do still have vacation days here that like it is on me whether or not I take them. And I don't I don't begrudge anybody that's that's working with me to take their vacation days because I have the same amount as they do. Yeah. And if I don't use them, that's on me. Uh, and and no one's gonna look down on me for saying, hey, I'm taking a week off. If I got a week of vacation, I'm taking a week off. No one's gonna say, oh gosh, he's already taken this many days off because everybody has the same. So I do I do like that in in terms of fostering the sense of everyone has the same ability to take off work okay if, if you want to i got a solution okay here's the middle ground yep tell me what you think about this set it up to where i'm listening you have <laughs> 10 vacation days you have to take you coming on board you have to take 10 a year yeah but that's the minimum you can take as many more as you want or need that okay. i like okay that way you're not saying you can, you know, if you're a rock star and want more days, you can, but I'm saying you have to take 10. I still think with a lot of leaders that I have worked for, that would not work because but it's a they would be, I'm saying you have to. You, right, you have to like, take them. I just yes. know, again, back to the school project thing, like <laughs> one person would end up doing more work and then you, over time, it's like, That's it's grating on you because you feel like, yeah, I mean, I guess I could just start taking off all the time too, like this other person, but then our quality would suffer. And but that's two weeks, basically, at that point. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm making yeah. them I'm mandatory to take your 10 days. But if you need to take more, want to take more, you can take more. I had, a, I had an employer once that yeah, tell, like that. tell me to take vacation because we had it back then or in the, the place that I was working with did it by hours. So you had like, I don't know, 200 hours that you could store up and take and take off. And I had reached the limit because I had just, you know, whatever. It was radio. I was working all the time. Um, and they, they were like, take off two weeks. They're like, do not come in. Take off two weeks. They didn't say it in a mean way, but they were just like, you're not earning any more vacation. You're not doing yourself any favors yeah. by, by coming in here. Take these days off. And I, I appreciated that because back then I wouldn't have done it. 
because I was, you know, I mean, it was, I was in the, I was in the grind. I was hungry and mm -hmm. I wanted, I wanted to be on the air all the time or whatever like that. So I, I wouldn't have done it, but them saying that was, was very nice. And they also paid out vacation whenever you left. So that was also nice. But, um, yeah, I, I appreciated, uh, an, an employer being like, you have this much time, take it. I think it's also yeah. different in the type, you know, the three of us work in a certain, have worked for most of our careers in a very similar industry and Heath's work in more of a commission industry. Yeah. So, so I think it's also probably different perspectives coming yes. in through that. Like everyone is afraid would, to take vacation. I would even love if they said you can have two weeks vacation and then after that your days off are unpaid. You know what I mean? Because when I, when I come in, yes, the station CW is earning money off of me each time I come in, but me like, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's not like I earn a commission. You know, so I would love if they said, if you need an 11th day because it's your daughter's last day of school and also her birthday, and it's devastating to you to be at work that day, take that day off and you won't get paid. I would be happy as a clam. To so obviously this is a hot topic. This is a perfect time to leave a review. And in that review, give us your take on this and we'll read it on air the next time we're all together. So go leave a review, leave us your take on what you think that obviously I'm right. They're all wrong, He's so and wrong. you're going to make that done, right? So where can He's they find so you, wrong. Jenny? Nobody's going to want to work for you, Heath, with this wishy-washy, <laughs> nobody knows how many days off they have. Um, JennyAnshado.com. Would love to see you in the Second Shot Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Second Shot, and we also have Second Shot Podcast Instagram. And I hope you guys are loving the uh, sit-downs. Feel free to direct message me and let me know what you're thinking. Uh, Facebook.com slash group slash second shot. Come hang out, leave a like, tell us what you got going on. If you want to hear more of me, uh, you can tune into me on Off Script Film Review, a movie podcast I do every single Tuesday. Uh, movies are expensive, podcasts are cheap. Come tell, find out whether or not it's worth going to movies, I guess. I don't know. Love it, love it. Yeah. Uh, you can find me, Matt Stoker1, on Instagram. You can find me in the Second Shot Facebook group. And I will do a very uh, quick, shameless plug here since I haven't got a chance to say this on uh, on this show since it happened. True Crime Reporter, the show that I edited, just recently won a Webby for the best new true crime podcast. Um, so that is a big honor uh, Congrats. To, to me. Uh, a lot of great shows, like the BBC, I think uh, Nightline was was part of that. Like a lot of really, really good properties were part of that competition, and we won. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And so go check it out, truecrimereporter.com, or just find a True Crime Reporter on any of your podcast apps. Uh, check it out. At Heath Oaks um, and at Ignorance on Fire on Instagram is probably really the easiest and best way or in the Second Shot Facebook group. Love you. See you next time. Peace.